Hi, this is Bill Johnson, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. And welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast. This is episode number 284. And today we are going to be talking about George A. Romero's Day of the Dead from 1985. Currently toddless, but he is going to be jumping in. He's just running a little late. So all you Todd lovers out there, don't you worry. You'll be hearing that soothing voice very soon. But meanwhile, I got Steve here with me. And Steve, I know we got movie clubs coming up this week, right? We do. So the day that this episode releases, which is Friday, the June 30th, I believe, at 9 p.m. Eastern, we are doing a movie club. So we uh, had a vote on our Discord. I put out maybe like 12 uh, summer camp movies. So I figure it's kind of that time of year. So that would be the theme for the month. And surprisingly, to my kind of shock, I just threw this in there. Didn't think it would ever win. But uh, Terror at Bloodfart Lake won the vote and because it's a really short movie it's only an hour i'm actually making a double feature and adding in return to terror at blood fart lake as well because it's also an hour so double feature if you'd like to join us and watch what is inevitably going to be an absolute banger of a film (laughs) or a series of films yeah so join us for that and i'm sure we're gonna have a lot of fun if you're gonna watch this movie this is really the way to watch it is with a group of like-minded horror fans and uh i think it'll be a good time so all you need to do is ask us for a discord link it's absolutely free and we will send you that and we're going to post a link on discord on friday hope you can make it awesome and surprisingly a 2.7 on letterboxd pretty no, it's, high it's, it's, it's got like what three reviews i think i saw i mean i, oh, I didn't look maybe <laughs> we're, we're gonna review, we're, we're gonna definitely be uh doubling that i think after friday actually it has a good amount of uh, reviews from one of the one i'm looking at if it's the one i'm looking at yeah and then so Gosh, here's i, a, I can't imagine here, there's another one so. so if you're yeah right so if you're on the fence i, I just want to read the quick plot synopsis here when a group of college pals retreat to an isolated cabin for a rowdy weekend of debauchery and carnal pleasures a madman dons his creepy scarecrow costume and begins to prey upon the unsuspecting youths in unusually creative ways so there you go. Sounds like a fun time. The carnal pleasures, you know, of course, probably the most fun, but <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, yeah. All right. Uh, as far as me, I had a guy's weekend this weekend. It was a lot of fun. We hit up a bunch of, we went up to North Conway, New Hampshire for anyone that is familiar with the area. It's a very popular touristy destination. A lot of mountains, a lot of skiing, whatnot, lakes up there. Um, we floated down the Saco River. We got in our inner tubes. We did. We were going to do an all-day seven, eight-hour float, but we only did three hours because the weather was looking a little hairy. So we were a little concerned about getting stuck in a thunderstorm or something like that. So highly recommend doing that. That's fun. A lot of beers consumed on that float. But then, yeah, uh, if you you know if you're into breweries, I highly recommend if you're ever in the area checking out a place called Ledge. And also a place called Tuckerman Brewery. Those were the two, my two favorites of the bunch that we went to. Also a place called Moat Brewery. They were more like a restaurant than an actual brewery, but I had a Cajun burger there and it was fucking, oof, 10 out of 10, man. Fucking one of the best burgers I've ever had, I gotta say. Yeah, other than that, 
beer pong was played, battle golf, whole bunch of fun stuff. Whoa, so, what is battle golf? You have to you so, can't just like yes. throw that in without <laughs> explaining it. So I just discovered it actually this year. It's basically beer pong, but with golf. So like there's eight different sort of cups on each side and you like just putt back and forth and try to get them in. It's pretty fun. I can post a picture on the discord for anyone that I'll do. I'll add it to the, as discussed on the podcast episode later this week. And you guys can see what battle golf is about for those of you that aren't familiar. So yeah, good times had by all. Eh, not, that was really my weekend. Anything happened with you this weekend steve anything fun uh i went to montreal to uh visit my parents because i missed father's day because i mean montreal's an island where i grew up and they had a formula one race so a hundred thousand people were going to an island which means that the like three bridges were fucking just massively packed and montreal's a bad place to go to anyway because of construction and stuff so i told my dad look i'm gonna skip a week and see you you know the week after it's actually a holiday there because it's like their provincial holiday kind of like a state holiday you know for canada so everything was close which was great because there's no traffic but uh yeah nothing else outside of that you know regular old stuff uh, we're back with the smoky air here in canada because we have so many forest fires going on that uh, it's like dangerous to go outside right now uh the air index is like over the limit you know it's a one to ten scale where we were at 11 yesterday today we're like in an eight so it's uh, you can't even go outside it's like campfire it's fucking ridiculous so yeah unfortunately that's the way it is and hopefully those fires get you know turned down soon because uh but we're getting a lot of rain so hopefully that'll help it's been very dry lately and uh and hot but nothing compared to some of the u.s states i've seen like people are sending me pictures i think todd he was in Texas. That's why he missed last episode. He showed me something what was like 123 or felt like 123. Goddamn. I don't know how uh, people can do that. We've had nothing like here, like no, hardly any warm days. Like really, like it's been fucking like we were on a massive rain like pattern right now. It's like ra- raining like almost every other day here. Kind of sucks, but hopefully it'll be good for when Steve comes in July to Salem. Be of Salem. We don't know anything yet, but things are in motion for a potential event in Salem this October. So definitely stay tuned to that. We have a meeting actually coming up the day this episode releases. We hope to have more details available as soon as possible. Uh, I know a lot of people were talking about wanting to come. Obviously, booking hotels and whatnot is the toughest uh, situation at that point. But I'm here to help, obviously, being right around the area. So, uh, you know, join our Discord. I'll give recommendations for hotels close by in the area and whatnot that aren't going to cost you an arm and a leg and whatnot but yeah stay tuned seems like things are going to happen uh in october plus we're gonna have other events definitely hoping to do some more horror convention meetups um with certain people i know in august myself missy from our discord we have a few other listeners we're all going to be going to uh monster mania which is in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, August 4th through the 6th, I believe are the dates for that. So if anyone is in that area, I'll be there. And a few of the listeners, we can do a little meetup for that as well. And yeah, we'll let you know anything else coming up. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. One, one more piece of uh, sure. like thing that I want to mention. And this is one of the reasons why if you're a listener of the show, you should join our discord. Uh, we put a lot of like news and behind the scenes stuff on discord all the time. And one thing I wanted to put out, I don't think I've ever done it on the show, but I do put it in Discord quite a bit, is our schedule for the summer, because we're actually organized somewhat. 
uh, this summer. So just so you all know, we have June 30th. Oh, that's today. <laughs> you already know what this one is, I think. Um, July 7th, next episode is going to be The Lost Boys, which is a Joe pick. Uh, July 14th is going to be Insidious uh, 5. What is it called? Like Behind the Red Door or Behind the Door or something like that. Then July 21st, our infamous Shark Week episode, where we do one bad shark movie and one good shark movie, which is voted on by our listeners. So that's going to be fun. July 28th, very special one. That 70s decade episode that everyone is anticipating. We have received some lists. So thank you, everyone who has uh, sent them in. And if you, there's still a month left to send them in, so please do so. Just contact any of us and send us your top 10. It makes that episode a lot better. Then August 4th, it's going to be Feed Me, which is my pick. August 11th is going to be Todd's pick, which he hasn't done yet. And finally, August 18th, another very anticipated episode, our Wes Craven retrospective episode which i'm pretty psyched about so a lot of great episodes coming up in the next like was this like eight or nine uh, i'm pretty psyched about it and then it becomes like you know new new release season so a lot of great stuff i mean saw x uh, we're gonna get the nun two we're gonna get a bunch of great stuff later. exorcist exorcist yeah i said great stuff <laughs> we'll <too. see>. yeah <laughs> well <laughs> you never know you never know that's right you you really don't yeah yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for all those. I got to jump back on the Craven retrospective for sure. I think I have a few more, three, maybe half a dozen more of his I haven't seen that I need to jump. So I got to start binging those. Uh, but I think that's going to be a really interesting discussion. Because yeah. uh, after watching some of his movies, I don't know if he's, you know, <laughs> as good as people think sometimes. But, you know, he did make two fucking legendary films. So we'll get into it in that retrospective. But 70s. Super pumped for that. Please continue sending your list. Obviously, that master list is always just so fun to do. And the more we have, the more definitive we can be about like what were the best, you know, horror movies of the 70s. So currently, I think we're at like maybe 10. I would like to get at least 30. So please continue to send them in or I'll just start messaging everyone and pushing you to <laughs> send them in. Uh, but you got a few more weeks to do that. So yeah, send them all in. Steve. Well, we've been watching this week. I got nothing. I was uh, I had my guys' weekend trip, so really didn't have time this week to really sit down and watch much. Besides, of course, Sam's shows Ninety Day Fiance and um, Which is whatever horror in else, <laughs> and whatever other and what other housewife you know right. they're on right now. Um, but Steve, I'm, I'm sure you've watched some good stuff. So what you got? I do. Uh, so I got three this week. Since you know neither you or Todd are doing any, I guess I'll just hit them all instead of just keep picking two i've been on a 70s kick you know i'm really pushing for this list uh i don't feel happy with my list to be honest i you know very happy with my top seven uh not so happy with eight nine ten i feel they're open for the picking so i'm kind of watching stuff a lot some of them re-watching stuff you know just trying to solidify that that 10 list so my first one is from 1977 and i watched this i believe it was on, it was either Shutter or Tubi, sorry, I forget which one, and that's The Island of Dr. Moreau. So this is the story of uh, three people on a raft who are kind of uh, brought to an island, you know, with the current, and the island is not what it seems. There are some uh, scientists on this island, and there are some kind of crazy looking people, and they're not too sure what's going on, and it turns out that it's a mad scientist who is turning uh, people into animals and mixing their DNA, which is kind of creating its own 
kind of race that they're you know kind of doing on this island and it, it becomes kind of a revolution type thing like the animals start revolting against uh, the humans and it becomes a battle between the humans and the animals reminds me a lot of like planet of the apes but the animals are kind of on the human like like reverse the roles essentially from planet of the apes where it's the humans that are in cages whereas this one's the human slash animals are in cages the makeup is fantastic in this like especially considering this is 1977 it kind of reminds me again of planet of the apes they kind of look like what the apes do but they're different types of animals which is really cool and overall it's it's a solid film like it's i i would would say that i enjoyed it you know it's just i don't know if it would be like a top 10 of the 70 kind of enjoy uh it's it's a little long at times Uh, the human characters could have been fleshed out a little bit better in my opinion but if you haven't seen it i recommend checking it out because maybe it wouldn't make your top 10 uh, it's it's really well made, you know, and I, I got to give it kudos for that. So that's the island of Dr. Moreau. I gave it three and a half stars out of five. Have you seen the 96 version? I did. Marlon Brando. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you mentioned that, but um, would you say better or worse? I haven't seen it in a while. I saw it like when it first came out on VHS yeah. probably, but maybe better, if, better? From, from memory. But yeah. I'd have to watch it again. I feel that they really kind of took what worked in, or didn't work in the original and kind of fixed it a little bit. But I, I, I just have been too long to really confirm that. It's something on my list, though. I am curious to see now that I've rewatched the original. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing a double feature on that because I haven't seen either. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen the original, and I haven't seen the '96 one in ages. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, could, I feel, a, could make for a good one. It's one of those weird ones where I feel more people have seen the remake than the original yeah, i think you know? so yeah yeah um which yeah and but i think the originals definitely should be seen as well because it was uh really good so yeah definitely check that out another one of course from the 70s this is uh 1976 martin of course george a romero uh directed film so this is about a guy who yeah, he's like a serial killer he drugs people with a needle, kind of like Dexter does, and then he drinks their blood. His family believe he's an ancient vampire, but he doesn't really believe in that. And it becomes this whole thing of people trying to stop him from killing, but also trying to figure out, is he a vampire? Does he just love blood? Kind of a mystery as to what, how it could go. And that's really kind of the gist of this story. Uh, I love Martin. I, I've seen it before. I saw it in college. I saw it again, I don't know, maybe five to seven years ago around that time. And it's not one of my favorite Romero films, if I'm being honest, but it's still a pretty uh, effective film. Uh, if you don't know kind of the answer to the mystery, it's interesting where it goes. You know, is he a vampire? Is he not? It's got an unconventional film style. Uh, the sound effects are jarring, and that's it's tough to explain why without you know you watching it. But they make these really loud, uncomfortable noises in the film that really kind of make you feel a certain way. And it's really interesting the way that Romero used sound effects like that. The acting's actually pretty good as well. It's just I feel the story could have been told a little bit better. It does get a little messy at times. It gets a little confusing with the vampire stuff too, because it like it's very vampire focused and it's not at all for a long time. Then they go back to the vampire thing. It's just I feel it could have been done a little bit better, but still really great film. I also gave it three and a half stars out of five on Letterboxd. 
And my last one is, of course, 70s, <laughs> 1978, which I watched over on Tubi, and that is Joe Dante's Piranha. This is another one that I think a lot of people watched the remake and, uh, you know, Piranha 3D. And I don't know if a lot of people have seen the older one. You know, people of our age probably have, but like newer people probably haven't. So I was curious to revisit this. It's been a long time. I have seen the remake a few times, but this one's been a good 20 years, I think, since I watched. So this is the story of uh, people, a bunch of people are swimming in this like pool enclosure thing. And they have no idea like what's in there. They just swim in this body of water that clearly isn't, you know, it's like part of a scientific research and they get killed by piranhas. So they send a um, a reporter, like investigative person to find one of the people who was, who went missing in that incident, which brings her to this, uh, to this place. And then they realize it's like a facility where they're breeding these kind of cr weird creatures and piranhas. Which is weird because the creatures don't really come back in the film. It's just the piranhas. So I don't know why they even showed that. Maybe it was for future, you know, sequel possibilities. But as she's investigating it, she drains the water from that tank, which goes into the river, which lets the piranhas loose into the wild. And the rest of the film is basically these two people trying to stop people from going to swimming and trying to get, you know, the piranha thing handled. And this movie does not fucking hold back. We're talking a full-on, like, barbecue full of people and inner tubes on the lake. There's a fucking, like, kids camp, and they are do not mess around with the kids. They're just, like, a bunch of kids get, like, wiped out and killed and bitten to death. It's it's pretty brutal, especially for, like, that time period in the early in the 70s. Uh, I enjoyed it. You know, it's a fun movie. I still think of Piranha 3D for some reason when I think of Piranha, but... You definitely have to pay respect to the original. It's it's a fun film. It's a good creature feature. And I'm surprised this one doesn't get as much attention as it does. You know, a lot of creature features from that time do get a ton of attention, but this one, not as much. So people should check it out. So that's Piranha 1978. Awesome. We got a little time because we're still waiting for Todd. So Steve, I would love to hear your sort of, I guess, rankings of, I know you watch Black Mirror. So I I'd did. like to hear the sort of your, your rankings, I guess, of what you thought was from best to worst yeah i mean sure i i guess we could since we were still missing todd so i did because you know joe talked about four of the five episodes on last week's episode i got curious and i'm like okay i'll, I'll check one out and of course one turned into five like really quickly because i really like the series so here is my personal ranking uh if i go from worse oh boy let's see which one i think was the worst probably demon 79 which is the uh the the final episode i guess the finale if you can look at it that way because they're really like separate from each other so you know quickly the story is basically a woman is told that if she has to kill three people or the apocalypse will happen and it's it's from like this d demon character and that's basically the gist of it he's trying to like get his demon wings and she's trying to save the world but you know people want to stop her it, it was cool but it's very slow at times and it was it felt long like it's an hour 15 minutes and I'll, I don't want to say it was a bad episode but it definitely could have been tighter and a little bit better in my opinion the next one after that I would say would be Maisie Day which is uh, the story of a paparazzi and she, she's like starting to regret her life choices as a paparazzi because she sees just how fucking disgusting and vile these people are to get the shot but she gets kind of a tip 
uh, for a shot that she might get, which would bring her a lot of money. So she kind of comes out of retirement just to get this one shot. And then I won't even spoil it, but it goes into a very surprising and unexpected horror route that I didn't see coming at all. And I loved that aspect of it, but it was such a disjointed episode that I don't think it was like the best ever. It's ironic because I actually really enjoyed the paparazzi thing, like the the whole paparazzi angle. And it's also surprising because it didn't feel very Black Mirror to me. Uh, Joe had said it, it felt more like a creep show episode. And I'd kind of say the same thing about Demon 79. So the two non-Black Mirror episodes were kind of the weaker uh, ones, in my opinion. After that, I would go into uh, Lock Henry, which is the one Joe didn't watch. So this is about a guy who does a documentary about how his father uh, was killed. And he's, as he's making the documentary, he starts finding out family secrets that are pretty horrifying. So I'll leave it at that. Very solid performances, particularly by the lead in this one. I really enjoyed the story. I thought it... Uh, it was told well, and the ending really makes you kind of think and everything, and very powerful impact. I really like this episode. I think it's it's a great episode. It's just I happen to like the two others better, but uh, I'd definitely say this is a solid one. Then I would go Jonah's Awful. So this is a story of, oh my god, how do I even describe this? Uh, basically, there's like a Netflix clone uh, on this show. And this woman notices that there's a TV show on Netflix, which is basically her life from that day, and it exposes all her secrets. And she goes down the rabbit hole trying to figure out how this is happening, why this is happening, and also trying to deal with the impact that it's having on her life, because it kind of shows things that are very negative about her. And uh, very interesting story. I like the kind of almost multiverse aspect to it you know multiverse is a hot topic these days in entertainment and i think it handled it pretty well with a black mirror twist to it do i think the end is great i don't know i I, it could have been slightly better ending but still a very solid episode and finally uh beyond the sea and joe i think that you said that was your favorite as well it it might be a little too long (laughs) you know but it was still a really cool story really great to think about very black mirror this is like black mirror to the core and i really love the performances in this i was curious where it was going and it was a overall super solid episode so solid season honestly yeah it was pretty solid i think like looking back though at like seasons i think one two and three i think that some of those seasons didn't have like a bad episode you know what but the see i mean i think this was definitely a step up from the previous season Mm -hmm. uh like i said last week so and i think my rankings without seeing lock henry yet are probably exactly the same as yours were um so yeah good yeah but yeah pretty pretty solid season overall i mean i'd give it like for the whole season as a whole i'd give it like a solid eight i think uh yeah seven to eight for me maybe seven yeah, yeah between seven and eight yeah uh, but yeah, the, the they're all like, none of them were bad. You know, I wouldn't say any of them were like bad. I, I didn't say, yeah. like, I didn't watch one and be like, oh, that was a waste of time, you know? So sure. that, that's a pretty good, you know, for a show like that. Uh, just five episodes. It's just not a lot, you know? I wish uh, there was more, just make shorter episodes or something. I don't know if I figure out a way to get more Black Mirror episodes. And I hope we don't have to wait like four years for the next one. But um, it's a cool, con- I really love the concept of Black Mirror, you know, the whole technology thing, which is why it's so weird that two of the five episodes don't really follow that concept. Yeah, 
I don't know if it's a matter of they're running out of ideas or just not, they're not being inventive, like inventive enough. But yeah, it was, it was weird. It was like, they like bought a couple scripts that they were like, all right, let's just throw these ones in, you know, in yeah. the hat and see what happens. But yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. All right. So before we get on to our next segment, how about a little bit of Joe? Ooh. And by Joe, I mean some coffee. <laughs> so with our uh, ad from Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. All right. Trivia time. Todd's back. Todd's here. <laughs> Just in time. All right, we got quarter number two. Standings are as follows. Steve in a commanding lead, 25 points. Joe and myself, Todd, tied at 22 apiece. Oh, boy. This is it. This is the fucking it. This is it today. Oh, shoot. This is the end of the quarter. <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe I should have done a couple of harder questions. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I'll start us off. Do it. All right. All right. In honor of Day of the Dead, all my questions are George A. Romero movie related. Hold on. Pressure is on. Let me Make get sure all you my guys George DVDs out real quick. <laughs> all right. So, first one I got for you guys match the character to the movie. Oh, okay. And the character character's name is Peter Washington. Uh, that would be Dead. Dawn of the Dead. That is Dawn of the Dead, correct. I think I got it first. It's, okay, it was a t- I couldn't hear who uh, got it. I think I got it first. No, you didn't. I did. I'm telling you, I did. <laughs> well, of course you're going to say you did because you're fucking winning. Oh, uh, yeah. This is like you and Mondo again. Like right, Whatever. <laughs> Played one, by I'll, Mr. We're both Ken getting one apiece right now. Flory. If, right. if that holds up, it doesn't matter anyway because you're still up by three. Well, we'll see. Yeah, All right, we'll you, you, you go, Dad. <laughs> All right. What is the name of the cat in Alien? Ripley. Incorrect. It's oh, uh... sure. no wait. I'm sorry. Fuck. <laughs> you said alien, it is... right? It's same cat in both of them. So is it? No, because aliens is like six years later. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, what's his fucking name? Uh, I I can only think of the Captain Marvel one, Merkin. <laughs> Merkin. Who the fuck yeah, is Merkin? It's it's a Captain Marvel cat. Oh. I don't. Can I guess again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you may guess again. All right, Jonesy. That is correct. Right. Yeah. My my friend my friend has a, a cat named he has two cats named Jonesy and Ripley. So I was oh, like, that's that's cool. yeah. <laughs> All right. Shout out so, to Joe's friend. Yes. I, I had a massive headache before, so I didn't think of any Uh-oh. trivia myself. Oh no. <laughs> uh, it's fine now. But thankfully, we got Kayla. Always. Kayla. You know, we, Kayla. I saw that list like handy. Master list. Yeah. <laughs> Did you take some Excedrin migraine, Steve? No, nope, just Tylenol. And no, it's because like, no, we, 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 we got fucking uh, like terrible air right now in Canada. Oh, yeah? The yeah. one you keep sending us? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm, uh, we're sharing the load. Yeah. All right. So this is a new Ooh. category, I think. <laughs> movie motives. So I'm going to explain the motive okay. of a killer. You have to tell me what movie it's from. I like it. In what movie? Millennium. <laughs> in what movie was the motive? <laughs> Wanting revenge against the friends who humiliated her 
by posting an embarrassing video of her online leading to her suicide. Oh, oh uh, that was um, that unfriended. That's correct. It was unfriended. Nice. Pretty good. Not as bad as people make it out to be. I okay. like dark, uh, dark, dark web web's ones. cool. I like to see yeah. Yeah. The dark web's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I think I said right. first, seen this first one once, maybe. I don't All right. You guys ready for this one? Yeah. You be quick. Whoever yeah. yells out first. Is there food? The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> By order of release, name all of the Romero zombie movies. Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Dead. Night of the Dead. Night of the Dead. Survival of the Dead. Suck it, Steve. <laughs> I, I, think, I, don't, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't ask questions like that. What are you thinking? Well, Steve and I both get a point then because yeah. we, I mean, obviously all know it. Yeah. We both yeah. start at the same time. Right. All right. So give me now. You give me the years 68, 78, yep. 85, 2005, um, 2007, and 2009 for the last one. You're, you were so close. 2008, uh, though, for it. a diary. Fuck. Oh, well. <laughs> Steve and I. You were very died. close, though. Perfect. Sure. <laughs> Oh, survival of the dead so fucking awful. Yeah. So is diary, but diary's not nearly as bad as survival, but they're both mm-hmm. terrible. Okay. In Day of the Dead, what is the name of their little trailer getaway? Oh fuck. Uh what was it? It was The Ritz. Correct. Yes. Nice. I, I, I kept thinking the swamp, but that's mo- that's mash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Still with Kayla. In interview with the vampire, what's the name of the interviewer's name? Oh, um, or what is the interviewer's name? Um, not the actor, the the character. Christian Slater. That's the actor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I man, this is uh, been a minute. Been a minute. And I I watched it like three years ago, and it's nah. it's it's there. I just can't fucking place it. I don't know. All right. So the name was Malloy. Okay. okay. That's not what I was thinking. Last one for me. Yep. All right. Three letterboxed reviews. Oh my. Name the movie. Often shrugged off as a low budget dry run for his his later works, the roughness of the film's aesthetic is among the greatest attributes. The crazies. Correct. Wow. Nice one. <laughs> and mathematically, Steve is one. Nice. Quarter number two. Pack it up. Before can I? Uh, I already picked my uh, punishment film too. Oh, all right, Todd. Can't wait. Just all right. Just just for uh, oh, end of the year, right? Still for shits and giggles here. What is Doctor Frankenstein's real name in Day of the Dead? Oh fuck! Um, it says it like twice. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not Logan, is it? Is it beginning with an H? Dr. Logan, yeah. Oh, Dr. Logan. Logan. Nice. Steve, gosh, damn. <laughs> Killing it. I, I don't remember if Logan was him or the uh, the other scientist, but... I don't remember that fucking guy. The guy that plays Martin. He also yeah, plays that's right. big, exactly. uh, one of the Hispanic guys in Day, uh, Don. Day, Day. Don. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a jack of all trades. bandana. With some questionable makeup put on him. All right. Hey, what are you going to do? 78. I, I'm going to switch it up here. So let's see if you guys... I will do a Romero question. This is my own. Oh. Uh, Lori Cardile uh-huh. is related to which character from another Romero film? 
Huh? Ooh, good question. Oh man. Uh, you can have the actor or the character, but yeah, it's uh... mm. Oh man. Fran. Wrong. I don't remember. Fuck. No? All right. Yeah. So the answer is she is the daughter of the news reporter from Night of Living Dead. Oh. Damn it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that it? That's it. it. Steve takes it. 30 points. Joe and I, 24 apiece for the seller for quarter number two. Steven, what is your pick? It better not oh. be fucking Trump. No, no, no. I'm I'm not that mean uh, this month, but I am a little mean this month. Little mean. All right. Just got to pull it up here. So uh, I decided to go with the zombie theme because it's a zombie episode and we got to do something zombie. And it's a bit of a revenge from whatever crap one of you made me watch last time with dolls. So this will be Night of the Dead. Starring Ron Jeremy. Oh man, is it starring right. him or is it like in seconds? No, starring. Oh, starring. I, I, I don't know if he's actually uh, in it that, oh, that much, but man. the poster says starring Ron Jeremy. Oh god, it's on two. I'm, I'm still gonna guess he's probably in it for ten seconds. Yeah, it's got, <laughs> it's got three reviews. Three that's, reviews. Was, nice. that, that's what I was thinking of before, Joe. When uh, it's on Tubi. Yeah, it's on two of course. Yeah. Okay. Where else? I've I don't know anything about this film. I just saw it as I was scrolling, and I'm like, oh, "It's it, this is going to be the poster so awful." I know. Night the of poster. Was it called Night of the Dead? Night, Night of, of the, the Dead. Dead. It's it's the second one on Letterbox that comes out. Oh lord, man! It's like someone got like Microsoft like, <laughs> PowerPoint and made the fucking poster. <laughs> right. Damn, he looks. Oh my word. That is. Oh yeah. So bad. Ooh. Oh man. A mad scientist seeks test subjects for a zombie experiment and gets a bevy of sorority girls to take Ooh. the bait. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Because it's, it's a Day of the Dead uh, remake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Day of the Dead. Ready for it? Yes. George A. Romero, Day of the Dead, 1985, the darkest day of horror the world has ever known. Trapped in a missile silo, a small team of scientists, civilians, and trigger-happy soldiers battle desperately to ensure the survival of the human race. However, the tension inside the base is reaching a breaking point, and the zombies are gathering outside. So we are some years into the zombie apocalypse, and we start off in the lovely state of Florida, uh, where our lead character, uh, she's flying around a helicopter with a couple other people, and they're looking for survivors. They land in a town, and they start calling for people, hey, come over here, blah, 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 on their megaphone. And then the town wakes up and all the zombies start lumbering towards the helicopter and they're like, fuck. So again, the helicopter go back and we're introduced to this uh, military kind of research base that's surrounded by a high fence and it's underground. So our characters land, um, they go into the research facility and we quickly learn that another soldier has died, the leader, and now they have a new one, Captain Rhodes. And we also learn that the soldiers and the civilian scientists aren't really getting along. We also have a guy, Dr. Logan, aka Dr. Frankenstein, who is... Um, supposed to be coming up with like some kind of kind of cure or uh, reason or whatever to figure out how to get out of the zombie outbreak and he's a fucking psychopath and he's trying to train the zombies to be nice to each other where it introduces our character bub who's a zombie that he is training we have captain rose leader of the military who's a uh, fucking trigger happy he's pissed off and he's just mad at the civilians because they're like what the fuck are you doing wasting my time i need results and dr frankstein just fucking around asking for food and everything 
and then we have Lori, who's the, the strong female character who's trying to keep everyone fucking together, uh, not give in to the army's bullshit, and just get through the ordeal. Man, I have such fond memories of this. Each time I watch it, it it makes me feel like you know sometimes like you see something and you get that feeling that you had. This one is one of those movies that does that. I remember buying the Anchor Bay DVD, which I think is a two disc one, which I still have, which is a cover of Bub's face and it opens and it's pretty cool. But yeah, I watched this one when I was a teenager, fell in love with it. It's got some of the best zombies, I think, to the um, even to this point. Some of the coolest gore gags. It does have some annoying acting. Uh, Private Steel's annoying as fuck with his little goofy laugh. A lot of overacting in it. And it's obviously not as good as, uh, as Dawn or Night, but I still love it. So that's my initial thoughts on Day of the Dead. Yeah, I too have... It's been a long time since I've sat down and watched this in its entirety, but I have fond memories of watching this with my friends in high school, especially the is there food scene. I just remember like we quoted that like so many times, like after that. So yeah, it was, it was really, I was really excited to revisit this after so long. And I got to say, like, I think I like it even more now than I did then. I do think it is probably the weakest still of the trilogy but i mean that's like how we were saying that evil dead rise was the weakest of all the evil dead movies it's there's still a fucking awesome movie i totally agree with you todd the zombies in this are i think the best zombies of any of the romero movies they look fucking fantastic uh kudos tom zavini absolutely killed it in this the gore effects are fucking 10 out of 10 you know as far as negatives i i don't love the bunker as a setting, you know, I mean, I understand what they were going for, but I just found it too, you know, just too dull. You know, the mall was just an amazing place. The house in night was just a great setting. The, the bunker just, just wasn't doing it for me, but I think the characters are all really interesting. And I think they definitely elevate the movie Rhodes over acts, but he's a fucking amazing villain. Um, you know, you just love to hate him, And just the introduction of Bub is, is amazing. Uh, he, it's just so interesting to have an intelligent zombie or a zombie that can kind of think for itself. And I, I thought that was like a really nice sort of way to change things up a little bit. So overall, love this movie. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, no surprise. You know, Romero is my favorite horror director. And I just... Yeah, like Todd said, watching this is like a warm hug. You know, <laughs> like even though it's kind of a, you know dirty and bloody movie it's just I, I love watching it uh it hadn't been a long time for me i watched it when we did our dawn of the dead review last year i think so i rewatched it at the same time and i just it's just a like a good movie there's a lot of stuff i really love about it the gore is just unmatched like so friggin' good especially considering like the year this is where T savini was really kind of ramping up and really going for some of the bigger like gore gags and stuff like that uh, I like how he evolved the zombies from Dawn. You know, you could tell they're kind of the same universe zombies because they still have a bit of that blue grayish tint, but it's not as goofy looking as, uh, you know, Dawn of the Dead. It's, they look a little bit more like dead-like than in the original. So he definitely improved a lot here. There's some great lines in this, uh, but of course, some negatives, like you said, the acting at times is a little, uh, little goofy. I, I agree with you, Joe, because it's in the bunker, like practically the whole time, it's, it's there's not like much color you know much life to it it's kind of the same rooms over and over and it's very kind of muted you know so it relies a lot on the story and uh, i don't like a lot of the bickering like they bicker for a really long time you know so that uh 
kind of after the first like 15 minutes and from 15 minutes to like an hour it's kind of long because of all that bickering but once it gets to kind of the zombie stuff later on it just it shines and it does not hold back and i i love it for it so i mean great a movie for sure yeah so back to the beginning i really like the the tone it sets of like just the emptiness and the no hope which mixes well with a kind of like an upbeat kind of rock soundtrack um, that I, I find really enduring. But then the title, title card with Day of the Dead, Dr. Tongue comes up there, like one of my favorite zombies, and his tongue's just hanging out, his jaw's ripped off. I think that's just fucking a cool scene. Even though you can, you know, look a little closely and see like the alligator has tape around his mouth. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and the background is like a painting. But other than that, like, I, I just fucking love that opening. Even if like can you please stop fucking hello over and over again for the love of god but i love that opening scene so you don't love the opening of the uh, cardell like turning around with that like super overact <laughs> oh. of the, uh, the october calendar in front of her yeah that's uh, oh, her she's looking at the calendar like with this fucking yeah. crazy look in her face and then it's uh, iconic though like it, it is now yeah. it's great yeah, yeah. But can you believe that Romero took that take of all the takes he probably had? <laughs> yeah, he does that in fucking the Dawn of the Dead too, though. When Fran yeah. wakes up from her, little right? shit, he has a thing for like naps. The, the, yeah, like... it's like almost shot for shot of yeah. uh, Fran when she takes a nap. It's 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 interesting. Yeah, but yeah, the the fucking soldiers just fucking <laughs> they're cultivating their marijuana when the zombies are just in the background trying <laughs> to get in. I think it's very funny. I don't know, man. Like, so. Do you guys think that Sarah is banging Miguel, or do the soldiers give her a fucking hard time because maybe they're buddies and he's because they're they're they already talked down to Miguel constantly like racism and all that shit, but then they talked down to her because she's obviously a woman and they don't like that. So are they really banging or are they just giving him shit? I took it that they were because they seem to be like there seemed to be something there. So I I did I thought they were banging. No, I I didn't get a banging feeling from them. I, I got the banging feeling with the Martin guy more than him for some reason. They had a really <laughs> odd chemistry. Well, he slaps she... the shit out of her twice. Yeah, I know. Like, what was... the fuck? But there, there's something between them that it's it's hard to explain, but I felt like there was history there. Um, like the way she looked at him and stuff. So I thought she was banging him, not Miguel so much. And then, I mean, Dr. Logan clearly, like, has every fucking bloodborne illness there is to man. Because <laughs> he, he's just covered in blood, and he's, like, he's got he's got gloves on, but for what purpose? He's, like, touching everything. He's playing with his little fucking gadgets. I'm, like, you're, I don't know. He's fucking an idiot. Yeah, so what did you guys think about the whole, like, you know, Dr. Logan situation? Because I thought, like, what he was doing, like, it wasn't a bad thing because he really was, seemed like he was genuinely trying to figure out, like, how to sort of stop the zombies or figure out how to coexist with them. Obviously, he was doing the stuff with Bob. But, you know, obviously, they took exception to him using people that they knew to work on the bodies. But, you know, I, I guess... There was a little bit wrong there, but I don't know. I, I was okay with it. I'm, I'm team Logan on this one. Yeah, I, th I think what he's doing, I think, is fine. You know, the, the whole, like, scientific research on bodies and trying to figure things out because 
when you're in an apocalypse situation, you can either look at it like you're just trying to survive, or you can look at it like you're trying to adapt to the situation, right? He's trying to adapt to the situation and get back to somewhat of a normal life, at least with the new reality. Because if you just like take zombies as zombies and they're just always enemies, then you're going to have to fight it the rest of your life. Whereas this, you know, if there's a way to somehow tame them and make them productive, you know, somehow productive parts of society again, and it's, it's something that's worthy exploring. Now, what I don't agree with is him using the soldiers as experiments because it's not like he has a lack of bodies out there. You know, he he could wrangle other people. It's just, I don't know why, actually, he picks the soldiers. You know, maybe it's because he knew them or he can, like, because he knows their memories, he can kind of work with them better. But I can see, like, you know, road society, like, fuck, that's, that, that's like my buddy, you know, like, I that you took his fucking head off and just kept his brain or whatever the case that he's doing. So yeah, I, I could see the military standpoint as well. See, I'm going to disagree. Yeah. I'm going to disagree with both of you. Based, right. based solely on what Sarah says. And she says, well, you're just basing stuff we already know and not even doing it the right way. Like scientifically, he's like get, doing a lot of guesswork, which she says. And then she's like, all right, fine. You can do all this shit. It takes 15 hours of fucking brain surgery to like get him docile. Like I think he's wasting time. And if we're going to pick sides, I'm picking fucking Rhodes aside 100% on this. Because, like, he's losing men. He, his guys are taking all the risks, going out there, getting all the shit done. Is he a racist and a bigot? Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not siding with him on that. But as far as, like, his guys doing all the fucking legwork, absolutely. And then, yeah, dude, he's like, these are my fucking men. And he's cutting their heads off and using them as guinea pigs. And then he buried a fucking zombie. And you know those guys mourned over that fucking gravesite. And it's just some zombie's body in there. I think Dr. Frankenstein is a piece of shit. And I think he probably fucked one of those zombies. And Captain Rhodes is not wrong. Is Are his methods incorrect? Sure. But is is the core the core at it why he's upset incorrect? I don't think so. Team Rhodes. All right. All right, then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys definitely make some good points there. And it is a good point, Todd. Like, with uh logan sort of yeah i mean what do you do in that situation like what do you do like is it do you do you it's, fuck it's, around it's and try to cause man i mean i think co cohabiting with the zombies is probably your best option at that point you ain't gonna find a cure you know i so if you could kind of train them to to sort of <laughs> you know kind of like bub you know like he yeah. was fucking Say you hello, know aunt alicia right <laughs> I mean, they're like gas and cars and shit in in the land of the dead. So, like, why not, right? Like, I think (laughs) he's he's onto something. And I don't know. I guess you're right. The the risk is definitely high. You know, especially the military is kind of taking all of the kind of you know the risk in this case because the scientists are kind of just holding back and doing the science. But that's kind of like real life, right? Uh, There'd be no progress if no one's going to do the work. But there'd be no progress if no one's doing the thinking either. So they have to somehow on the head. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. Captain Rudd says, and then so our... Frank uh, Logan's like, "Can you? How many bullets does that take, Captain?" Rudd <laughs> says, <laughs> "Little weasel." Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a lost cause, honestly. I think sure. it's it's done at this point. They lost communication with everybody, and I, I think the time frame is you know night and dawn take place in the same week or whatever, and then land. I mean days like what six months after night and dawn or something like that so i think they're done so um, i guess i have a question and maybe i missed it at the beginning of this movie or maybe it's explained in more in the lore that you guys would know who like who like facilitated this sort of 
mission like why is the military agreeing to this like with these scientists is it like a rogue thing where they kind of got together no it, it was facilitated by the government before it fell yeah. and military okay. supposed to protect these guys okay yeah, but exactly. why? Why? But why? But why continue? Like at that point, like, it, like you said, it's a lost cause, yeah. right? Like, like they're not getting paid. Like, you know what I mean? But I guess like you gotta live for something right? at that point. Well, even like, they're not a, they're not at odds with with each other the whole time. Like when they get back from their mission with helicopter, even Steel, who's an asshole the entire movie, isn't an asshole for like thirty seconds. He's like, hey, would like did you guys find anybody? Where'd you guys go? And he's like, we went up. 200 miles each way at the coast and they're all fucking devastated because they definitely want to get out of the bunker they're all feeling it but uh yeah how do you guys feel about the supporting cast you got the the wise uh helicopter pilot you got the the drinking irishman or scott or whatever he is <laughs> i don't know it was like a cliche cast if you wanted to nitpick it yeah i think most of them are pretty underutilized like especially like Flyboy. you know i know he kind of sort of saves the day at the end but like i felt like there wasn't a good build-up uh to his character sort of coming through yeah i mean everyone else was kind of forgettable besides i mean i think the military like obviously all those guys steel and Rhodes, definitely stick out as the two you know ones on that end and then on that end like it's weird because like sarah i guess is supposed to be your main character here but like even she like i feel like doesn't shine like no one i feel like overshines like as like the star of this movie i guess i mean they're all good as characters but there's not one that kind of sticks out to me yeah i like the two guys uh, they, they got it going on you know they just want to live in their little like kind of uh you know the ritz and just kind of do their own thing and they had the idea from the start like why the fuck if you're not gonna you know do this together just go on an island and live out your days like what's the point of staying in this bunker uh forever i guess it's protected right but so is an island i mean we know dawn of the dead uh 2004 that doesn't necessarily work out all, for everyone but i i like their idea and that you're right at this point they should just separate uh and as far as the side characters i mean they're yeah they're goofy you know they're all the stereotype of what you would expect in there they don't take like big risks with any of the characters because they're really all fit they're like really molded into that stereotype but i, I like them i don't think they're as memorable as the characters in night or dawn but i think they're still pretty good despite their acting at times yeah it, it does break a mold though like you wouldn't any other movie, there would be one soldier that would be like, I'm going to help the scientists. Probably. Miguel kind of does, but he's more of a coward than anything. And he <laughs> like commits suicide and kills everybody else, which is, he's, he's the biggest piece of shit character in this, in this yeah, film, I think. Yeah, he is. Right. And why does he do that? Like, just because he snaps up, I guess. Right? Yeah. It's fucked he's up. got like his friends, like, I don't know, people that generally look out, out for him. He basically killed them. He murdered them, you know? Because Rhodes is a, bad character but he's not that bad of a character too like he does let the scientists live and he does listen and he does like argue his point you know it's a little rough the way he argues his yeah. point but he does like have some kind of you know chat he doesn't like fucking kill her he just like sit down at the table <laughs> it's like yeah, his method to... was bad but his idea wasn't the worst you know yeah and he doesn't like his challenge to authority and you know i get it too like it's easy for him as a person in the military to get results from other people in the military because they have to listen to you for the most part, you know? But then you have these fucking scientists that he already thinks is a waste of time because his viewpoint is, you know, violence. Like, let's just shoot them all, you know what I mean? And he doesn't want to waste time 
dicking around with fucking experiments and shit like that he just sees them as a waste of fucking food the scientists so for someone to challenge his authority in front of his men it's kind of like all right but he also has one of the top deaths in fucking horror movie history man like for sure but before we get there how do you how do you feel about how do you you feel about bub in general though like love him hate him different i love love bub i think he's such a great character and a great evolution of like romero's story which actually brings it to land which is a great like you know uh like as you know i I love the contrast of the movies and how they kind of evolve over over time and bub is just super interesting i actually wish we saw more but maybe if we saw more we'd get bored of it you know it's uh i just i I was fascinated by that character i kind of wish we knew more of his backstory somehow i know with the military thing and that's yeah but i wish we had I'm sorry, did you read the comic for it? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, Bub's got a fucked up backstory, man. Oh, does he? <laughs> yeah, him and his son are like survivors. And then Bub is killed by by another survivor group. And then they fucking roast his son like an open fucking pit. And it's like really dark. And then he gets captured by the military and turned into Bub. But yeah, Richard Sherman is really good in that role. Really cool guy. Did you have you guys got a chance to meet him? No. No. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I one of my biggest regrets is Texas Frightmare. The first year I went, he wasn't he did, did a photo op in full makeup, full bum makeup that Savini did. Oh my god, it looked fucking awesome. There's pictures online you can find with Romero, like it was Romero, Bub, and like you, and it could be in the picture. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, um, really cool. But yeah, Sherman's awesome. Yeah, yeah. A couple, couple notes here. I always hated the part where the drunk. Irishman hits a zombie with a shovel and then he goes, Hell, I fucking every time I see that part, I fucking hate it. I cannot stand it. I'm not really thrilled on the happy ending, especially the way we transition to it. But before we get into the alternate scripts and stuff for it, do you think Dr. or Dr. Logan did not turn into a zombie because it was heavily, heavily implied? And I know in the alternate versions, the original versions, he was not going to get up as a zombie. What do you think? Do we do I think he becomes a zombie? Correct. Because they kind of show him, they linger on him. He's been dead for a while and he's just chilling. Right. I mean, he was he wasn't bit, right? By anything? No. No. So it, uh, it depends uh, on the rules, right? Of like, yeah, uh, it depends on the yeah, rules. And, uh, I'm going to say no. I, I think I he does. Like he's dead long enough. I think he does. I, I think he does uh, come back because I think everyone will come back kind of like the Walking Dead thing, right? Where you're kind of infected already and it's just people don't know it yet. And I think he would come back. They just didn't show it. So, and yeah, that would have been cool if he came back though, and him and Bob were fucking lumbering yeah. around. <laughs> probably, that that should have been the ending. It's just yeah, like cool. it, it shows the facility, and it's him and Bob like playing with something, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> on the phone, passing a <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be the best fucking ending. But uh, man, I, I that whole final sequence, I fucking love it when Miguel's bitch ass. He gets bit, they cut his arm off, and he ends up killing himself. But before that, he takes the whole facility down with him by taking all the zombies down on that fucking um, uh, elevator platform into the facility. Rhodes fucking just bolts out of there, leaves his men behind. Steel's death is fucking, I love it. When he's like his last stand and he kills himself. But my favorite like kill scene in this movie is where one of the soldiers gets his head ripped off. And the attention to detail is so great that when he's screaming, like his vocal cords stretch and it goes into a higher pitch. I just, I fucking love that, man. It's so cool. Agreed. I mean, this is without a doubt the best part of the entire movie. Like those last 20 minutes, once the zombies 
break into the the bunker. It's fucking and all the zombies are also different too. You know, you got one in football gear, you got one in golf gear, you got one clown. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like amazing. It's amazing though. It's just to see like all the different, you know, they don't all look the same, which in Dawn they did. Like, you know, it was mainly it was very similar, a lot of them, but man, just like I, I, I just thought of like how much work that must have fucking taken for like them to, to do that. Well, well, Todd, it, it was Halloween, right? Because we see the Halloween decorations at the beginning of the film, so people are in costume, right? Point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, the thirty first was the last day marked off, wasn't it? Yeah. So in in universe, yeah. it makes sense that there could be costume zombies. If you want to even get weirder about it too, like assuming night and day or night and dawn are like a week or two, these people still had Halloween a couple yeah. weeks later, <laughs> which would happen because we had COVID and we were still doing funky shit so yeah exactly um, no it's uh yeah i mean the gore in this is fucking phenomenal uh, yeah phenomenal i mean from so like the kill you said like you said with the vocal cord is amazing and like you said Rhodes is probably one of the best kills in horror history just <laughs> it's so good and the story behind how they filmed that and people getting oh, sick yeah. off the guts and like it's uh yeah Romero's little cameo yeah walking by yeah yeah, it's, it's 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 awesome that that and that's where this movie really shines. I think if you didn't have that good of a gore in the last twenty minutes, it wouldn't be. I mean, it would be good, but it wouldn't nearly be a, as good as it is. You know? Happy ending. What are you guys' thoughts on it? They, we get we get the the bait and switch ending where they run to the helicopter and we think a zombie attacks her, but then she wakes up from another dream, and she's on an island with her homies and they're fishing and shit. What do you think? Um, I didn't love the fake out. You know, like I didn't really like any of the dream sequences. We, I don't think they're really necessary. I don't know if it was budgetary reasons. I would have liked to have seen them like take off on the helicopter and sort of kind of get away with maybe seeing the zombies going. You know, is it a happy ending? I, I don't know. I mean, where do they go? You know, you think they're just going to live out their days on that island and just enjoy their life or are they going to attempt? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I didn't hate it, but I mean, could it have been better? sure i mean he also has a helicopter so it's not like he's stuck there right. on that island right he can go get supplies and depends uh, on gas i guess yeah but uh, i mean he they've been doing gas for the last you know six months or whatever right so i'm mm-hmm. sure he he knows where the gas spots are and uh, it, gas didn't seem to be a big problem in dawn of the dead either right there it's out there so uh, i didn't love the the ending of this i i thought it could have been stronger i mean I, if they all died and you saw Bob hanging out with <laughs> Dr. Logan, it would have been an amazing ending or, yeah. I don't know, it just seemed too convenient and quick. You know, it's just, and I, I like like Dawn of the Dead, you don't know, right? They just go up, who knows what happens to them. So I think that would have been almost a better ending if they did want to have a somewhat happy ending is to shoot them off in a helicopter and leave the ending up to your own imagination. Yeah, I think I think the ending's too small. Like if this is going to be the ending of, of a trilogy, at the time, like, go bigger, you know, go do something. Go. Uh, I like the idea of flying over the the town and running out of gas, and you fucking land and you're fucked and you're surrounded or something. Like, they could have done something better instead of the whole snappy ending. Yeah, especially like I don't know. With, with your guys is uh, you mentioned it being like constrained to one room essentially in the bunker. Then we could have had opportunity to have more for the final few minutes, but alas, we did not get it. But Steve, have you ever read any of the the original script? Uh, I, I heard I, I did like way back, you know, at times and I watched a lot of stuff on it, but it's been so long that I don't remember yeah. it super well. 
Uh, same with me. The only thing I remember from the original script is it obviously is going to be a lot bigger. And the doctors were training the zombies to be like soldiers or whatever. And remember there was a scene where a bunch of zombies were like going after survivors with guns and like reloading them all fumbling bullets and stuff and shooting people. Would it have been a better movie? Who knows? Like George has always been fucked with budgets and restrictions, things like that. But I don't know. Interesting story. It looks like they were taking Bob to the next level. And I always see people complain too that Bub and then the later iteration, Big Daddy being too smart. But like people always tend to forget like Night of Living Dead had a zombie getting a rock and smashing in a window and things like that. So like he's already always had like the smartest zombies. They just evolved, like you said, I think Steve earlier. But yeah. um, one note that I took that I have to mention because it made me laugh like, you know, internally. Uh, there's a scene where he describes what the the, uh, the facility was originally for. It's so they can have records on all the different uh, species and blood types and records on people and all that stuff. And he's going on about how like interesting and all this information that he has in this giant cave system that no one would probably explore at this point. And I was just thinking like, yeah, I could do all that on my phone now. <laughs> you know, this entire <laughs> fucking facility system that they have, I could just pick up my phone and get pretty much all the same information instantly. Yeah. It's crazy how guess- times have changed. <laughs> Yeah, imagine hanging out with him and he's like you look at this fortune 500 company dude i don't i don't we don't need to talk <laughs> about this fucking john like stop talking about the numbers dude he's got binders open with like bullshit i don't know uh do you guys have a favorite zombie besides bub i really like the uh the brain it's just that image of just the brain attached to the body and it's still moving and stuff it's really it really marks me for some reason uh, but as far as look wise, it's definitely the one with the title screen, uh, the, oh, the yeah. one with the tongue. tongue. It's it's yeah. so fucking good and iconic, you know, to Romero lore. Hundred percent agree. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, to be different, then I'll go with the zombie that gets his head cut off at the jaw mm, and his eyes yeah. are still moving. That's a yeah. really cool shot. <laughs> that is a really cool shot. And what about uh what about favorite kill besides Rhodes obviously being awesome and then the one I already mentioned with the vocal cords stretching? Anything stand out? Yeah, the vocal. I mean, the vocal cord ones. I think I like that one better than Rhodes. I think yeah. just like being able to see his like mouth, like fucking like move, it's still screaming, cool. and like once it's ripped off and it's still like moving. It's fu- I fucking loved it. Yeah, it's tough to top those two. They're yeah. just so fucking good. It's. I mean, that's not like best kill of this movie. That was those are some of the best kills in horror history, in my opinion. So it's really like top notch, fucking Savini. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to get into the questions before uh, sure. that we rate it? Because yep. some of them are Day of the Dead or at least George Romero uh, themed. So you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or, of course, on our Discord, where the majority of the questions this week came from. So thank you very much to everybody who sent them in. First question, and it's a pretty long one. It's from Caleb, or it's a series of questions. I'd like to start off by saying thank you, Squad, for picking Day of the Dead. It's my all-time favorite zombie movie, and I love everything about it, especially Bub, who is just the best zombie ever, and I don't think enough people have seen it. With that being said, this movie is very polarizing because uh, before its release, it was being compared to Dawn, and they are very different movies. People like to harp on the acting, the music choice, and the tone of the movie for being too serious. It's years into the zombie apocalypse. You're in a bunker with zombies surrounding you with people who are losing it. Supplies are low, nowhere to go. I think the tone is only fitting. So do you guys think it's fair to compare it to the much more lighthearted Dawn? No, I no, absolutely not. Just like you can't compare Dawn to Night. They're three different films and they they complement each other nicely, I think, as a trilogy. And 
no. I, Day of the Dead's awesome, but Dawn of the Dead is my favorite horror movie, period. And I think it's superior, but it doesn't mean it's it's like 1A, 1B, 1C with these threes, you know? Yeah. I I agree with you, Todd, but I think it is fair, you know, to criticize it because, you know, it's, it's a trilogy. So, you know, it's like one after the other. People are going to always compare Night to Dawn, Dawn to the Day, and vice versa. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's fair, but they're all so different at the same time that it's, it, it's not like a continuous story really either. You know what I mean? Where you're bringing back the same characters and whatnot. So yeah. I mean, do I fault people for comparing contrasting and attacking one or the other? No, but I mean, I'm in agreement with Todd where it's kind of, they're all one, a one B one C. Yeah. And I agree with, uh, with both of you on this. It's just, they're very different from each other, you know, and that, that's kind of what makes it so genius is how the different tones that he has for his three uh, movies. And then his fourth one, even line of the dead is kind of a mix of all of them. So I just take it for what they are, but I'd also don't fault people for uh, comparing them because it is like you said, part of the same world. So there there's a certain expectations that come from that. Now, of course it's been fucking 50 years. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, now people should know, but uh, back then, especially, I think people, that's what they had you know as a reference point was done so if they went in expecting something goofy like i'm thinking if we had reviewed it when it was brand new right like we're you know doing this podcast in the 70s and uh, or the 80s i think in this point and we're like okay then this new movie from george romero came out we'd probably be like it's weird because it didn't have the comedy from the first you know it's like a totally different movie so we probably criticize it on that so i think it's a fair comparison we'd have to mail out cassette tapes too that's right yeah it does that's all the listeners <laughs> exactly his next question the movie famously was supposed to be on a much bigger scale and the story was also a bit different but budget issues left romero to take it back a few notches do you guys think the finished movie was a better outcome or would you have liked to have seen the full vision i mean i would have loved to have seen the full vision obviously you know i'm sure there was more to be had there and i i think I think he, he did the ending with what he had money-wise because I think there was something there more to it. Yeah, agreed. Like, I love Day, but yeah, he's, like I said earlier, he's always been a victim of, you know, budgeting. So he does what he has to do. But yeah, like the third movie, you got to go big or go home. And I can understand why people, because it kind of escalated from night and then day Dawn was bigger and then Day back to night level, small. So I get it. Yeah, I always want to see the full vision. You know, it, it sucks that there are these constraints, but that's the way film works. You know, you just don't get the fucking budget you want and issues are going to pop up. So it would have been great to see, but it's a great movie. So I'm not sad about it. You know, it's just, it is what it is. It's not like it's also filmed and they cut it back, you know, where like Night of Living Dead, the remake, that's what happened, right? They filmed all this great stuff and then cut it back, which that sucks, you know, because it was filmed. Whereas this one, he didn't have the budget to start with. So that's kind of what happened. Uh, his next question, favorite kill, which we did, but also favorite quote. Go ahead, Joe. Do your quote. Is there food? Is there food? <laughs> um, I I just love Rhodes' fucking rant. The fuck are you doing with my time? But also like when uh, Steel and the other dude, I forget his name, are like just going on and on. Like they won't shut the fuck up. And he's like, it's all right, Steel, you're a throwback. Cavemen all got big dicks. I'm like, you're fucking weird bro like you need to shut up listen to yourself yeah and for me i mean when i think of day of the dead i immediately think to choke on him 
Shao Kahn. I think that's such a great fucking line. It's such a badass line, too. Yeah, so that's great. And he ends it with, finally, can I get a hello on Alicia impression? Thank you, squad. Y'all deserve big bub salutes. Hello. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, I can't top that. So. No. You can have it. You guys, you guys do your Logan impersonation. Say hello to you, Alicia. <laughs> uh, all right. Man, Day of the Dead fucking bombed, man, in, in the box office. Yeah. Yeah. yeah unfortunately. What was, million, its, what was its budget? 3.5 million budget, okay. 5 million gross worldwide. Gosh, yeah. damn. Not very good. <laughs> um, all right. So, next series of questions are from Cody, Oddjob versus 007. He'd like to get our series ranking. I go in order. Uh, I'm oh, sorry. Well, no. I go... so let, let's add. Oh, uh, are we doing all six of them? Yeah, might as well, right? All of them? Oh, <laughs> That's probably all the same, but we'll. <laughs> yes. Right, right. Survivor's I mean... the worst. Mm-hmm. Or survival. Yeah, survival's yeah. the worst. Terrible. Yeah. Diary. diary. Yep. Yeah. Land. Land. Even though I love land. Me too. Land, then day, then, the... then night, night, and then dawn. Yeah. Yeah. So they would yeah. they would be in order, but they would Almost. be uh, <laughs> close. Yeah. No. Uh, Whatever so happened was... to um I know people say this like every three years, but wasn't something like a script from Romero getting yeah. produced? Aren't they making dead it like... or something? No, the dead reckoning was land of the day. Yeah, weren't yeah. they? There's something that someone's making of a Romero it's script. A, it's a short. Is it? Is it short? No. Okay. Yeah, it's like, it's like a short. Yeah. <laughs> and his uh, last question is with the 70s episode coming, can you uh, can everyone name some underrated movies that people can listen to and check out before submitting a list? So are there like dark horses that you can think of that maybe people should check out? Top of my head, it's a hard one. Maybe we table this for the next episode, do some homework. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's a little uh, hidden gem. I would recommend that? it. <laughs> never heard of that one. Uh, a little something no. called The Exorcist. You never heard of it because you're not a war fan, but so, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll share my list of movies I either want I haven't seen or need to yeah. rewatch for this list. So no promises because some of them I haven't seen, but some of them I have seen and could make my list. Some might be on my list. I just won't right. tell you. So those are House, The Tenant, Eraserhead, From Beyond the Grave, Zombie, Deep Red, and Nosferatu the Vampire. So that's my list of things I want to check out before the end of the year that uh, I either need to read. Have you seen Zombie before? Is that a Oh, yeah. I actually watched it like a year ago. I just want to rewatch. It's a fucking good movie. Yeah, spoiler. It might be on my list already. (laughs) (laughs) I actually do have one. Uh, Taurus Trap. Love that movie. Taurus Trap's good, dude. Yeah, really love it. So, And it's very well could make my top 10. So I'd recommend checking that one out. Yeah, and and the ones I talked about today on what watched, um, you know, Island of Doctor Moreau, uh, Martin, and um, what was yeah, Piranha. Oh, you know, what do you think about Martin? Oh, I I've seen it before. It's an okay. interesting film. You know, it's it's yeah. it's good. I I don't know if it's top ten good yet, but it's it's a very interesting film. I I like the is he a vampire? Is he not a vampire? Like, what is he? Uh, yeah, it's what do you think? You're a fan. I I I liked it a lot, but you know that old man was still alive like two years ago seriously yes Jesus. he's old in that fucking movie and that yeah he's fucking super old in that movie like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like him he's like nasferatu i just i don't know yeah but the, his uh martin's acting is fucking kind of sure. <laughs> kind of weird i remember one scene he's like you want me for sex huh <laughs> Shut up, Martin. <laughs> yeah 
70s is loaded man yeah yeah so those are the ones i recommend people check out before the end of the year all right so that's all the questions we had this week so thank you very much for everyone for asking we cannot do this segment without you are we ready to rate it sure yes let's do it i yeah i mean i really love this actually probably more than i remembered I think it has its slow moments, but man, when it shines, it shines really, really well. So I'm, I gave it a four and a half out of five. I think it's a, I think it's a great movie. One that I, it's one of the best zombies. I think the best looking zombies put to film, honestly, I'll just come out and say it. I mean, walking dead, obviously pretty damn amazing, but for its time, I think some of the best looking zombies I've seen. Uh, so yeah, four and a half out of five. Love it. I agree. I'm slightly higher at a five out of five. I don't think it's a perfect film by any means, but I mean, fuck, dude, the gore is great. Memorable lines. I really like the setting. I like the music. I love Romero. I love his direction. And just there's just so much to like about it. I'll never forget the first time seeing the zombie on the stretcher kind of get up and lean towards the camera and his fucking guts just plop on the ground. Fucking amazing so five out of five yeah I, yeah i'm at a 4.5 out of five as well i i just can't give it a full five because you know if i compare it and i know we just talked about comparing it to dawn but dawn is so much more entertaining there's there's a lot more going on the characters are more interesting it's just it's so much better and to give it the same score as dawn would almost be like weird to me uh and there's just like that kind of end of first act beginning of second act i find slow and it's not until later that this movie kind of really really shines uh, i still love it to death but i couldn't give it quite the five so i gave it 4.5 as well which is fucking amazing like it's not like a you know it's not like i give it a two here but yeah and i would give night living dead a five out of five too um still completely three different films still but three different films i love for different reasons yeah we should do that one day we haven't done the original night living dead um and I'm super eager to do Land of the Dead. I haven't seen it in a few years, and I think there's a lot to oh, discuss. Yeah. So we'll definitely do that at some point. And we well. got to do World War Z at some point, just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> right, there's uh, plenty of episodes. Yeah, there's a go. lot. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to go. And that's it for the episode. Thank you, everyone, for checking it out. As we said, we have the movie club, uh, actually today, the day that this episode releases, where we will watch the uh, indie beloved classic, terror at blood fart lake and its sequel return to terror at blood fart receiver dude receiver yeah double receiver receiver wow, cool <laughs> hey it was voted on by our discord hey, so. I, I like receiver man yeah <laughs> you know don't forget to check out our social medias at the horror squad podcast that's on twitter facebook and instagram uh discord we talk about all the time so just ask us for a link it's absolutely free check out our merch at tpublic.com and next week we are going to Santa Clara. Is that it? I think for, is it, is, am I going to get in trouble I, for that? Don't you dare get it wrong. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even going to guess. You can be wrong this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So send hate mail to me when I got it wrong. But uh, we're going to California for um, the Lost Boys. Going course, to the beach. Absolute classic. And I'm looking forward to discussing it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. We got some great episodes coming up. Don't forget to send us your 1970s list and you can win a little bit of a prize, which I will talk about next week. I was supposed to talk about this week, but I pushed it out by a week because I have to figure out exactly what I'm going to give out. But it'll be awesome. I promise you. And uh, that's it. So thank you for listening. Bye. See you.